Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Week in, Ista- in Italian Startup, where uh, Nicolò and I, we discuss the latest news happening in the Italian ecosystem. Uh, right now, we're live on uh, Twitter for the first time. And of course, you can catch us also on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. So without further ado, uh, we have a bunch of different verticals of things happening in different verticals from biomedics to, to crypto. So let's, uh, let's start going through everything that has been, uh, has been happening. Yep, yep. There, there was a busy, the last one was a busy week, mm-hmm. see, so there are a lot of news. Uh, from where do you want to start? From the first one, for example? Let's do it. <laughs> okay, Let's do Pilot it. Labs. Uh, the developer of Adam's Hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we are in the uh, medical device realm, I believe. Yep. Uh, and this startup from the southern, southern Italy, actually from Puglia. Mm-hmm. They developed these uh, advanced hands, mm-hmm. uh, bionic hands, yeah. uh, which uh, is quite interesting, quite futuristic in a sense as you as you watch the videos. I don't know where yeah. you want to take a look. Absolutely. And apparently it's one of the few technologies that they're using what is defined as, I believe, myoelectric pro- prosthesis, which essentially uh, harness the power of the natural way we essentially use our hands. And so we, through sensor, they're actually uh, trying to make everything move and building around it. And uh, it's not as common as one might think. So very interesting product for sure. And uh, yeah, looks like uh, they're at a great stage of development for sure. Mm-mm-mm. And the thing that uh, amused me uh, in a way is that you configure uh, your connection with the hand via a device like a tablet. I was seeing it. Oh, wow. I was watching the video of the app where you think about moving the, the, the muscle uh, and the electric impulse uh, goes through your, your limb. Uh, and then the app recognizes the, the impulse and is able to associate the, yep. the impulse to the movement of the end as you Beautiful. can see in the, the end. So that's quite, quite futuristic that's again. Something. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to get to the round, they raised 3.5 million euros mm-hmm. uh, from GDP Venture Capital uh, to continue developing the, uh, this device. Yeah, and it's one of the, one of the main funds from CDP that we always talk about, and this is the Impreza Sud. So mm-hmm. actually, this is also something relevant because uh, we have seen like how uh, the activity is happening. So not only through one specific fund, but really they're like uh, they're calibrating, like, uh, calibrating all the different funds different depending funds on the project. project. So that's, uh, that's really cool actually. Awesome, so let's move to FinTech now. now uh, Bancasella, one of the executive of Bancasella is basically developing one of the, um, one FinTech startup and it's not uh, alone. Uh, what is happening is they're trying to develop tools that uh, are uh, helping the small and medium enterprises on a different levels. And uh, this project is called the TOT, TOT. Um, and that's, ca- that's especially directed to micro, mi- micro enterprises. And uh, of course, Bancasella entered with 2 million se- seed round. And uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like another way that, uh, I mean, Sell has been very active 
that's definitely a good bet for them in terms of uh, extending the range of services that uh, a traditional bank uh, offers. So this is uh, probably something something they're seriously considering. Yeah, this is something that I, I don't know whether to uh, identify as a spin-out, spin-off of yeah. Mancasella yeah, yeah. or, or, or a startup. Uh, but as you see, as, as you can see from the article, two of the founders are former uh, employees of Mancasella, the yep. CTO. Uh, and uh, a marketing team, a member of the marketing team of Fabric uh, that uh -huh. we spoke about one of the last uh, episodes. Yeah. Uh, are from Sella, so basically the, 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 the bank is investing on, on its own people developing this new product. But the, uh, that's a great message from, uh, from a bank which is really trying to push out even in an uh, innovation project and not just uh, trying to do all by themselves. So, I mean, Sella has been, uh, been extremely active and we know that and uh, that's another proof of it. So, mm -hmm. pretty cool. I totally agree with you. That's a great signal. Uh, very uh, uncommon in a sense. Yeah. Is there, a, like, I'm trying to think of other banks that are trying to do something as close as Banca Sella is doing in, in, the, in, the, in the tech ecosystem. The only one I can think of is really Intesa. But Intesa, which has an innovation center in Turin, uh, it's a different kind of model, I believe. It's more toward uh, financing instead of trying spinning off and financing and doing a bunch of stuff. So it looks like Sella is really exploring like the different paths, uh, while uh, Intesa is kind of taking the, the classic route and uh, throwing in the mix like a little bit of an um, innovation project, but as either a lender or an investor. Mm -mm. Yeah, I agree. Probably uh, Bancasella has a more international approach. So there is a, there's a newsletter I follow that's very interesting. And uh, one of the outcomes of this uh, rider or analysis of the current state of society of this rider is basically that every startup uh, uh, eventually will try to become a bank. Okay. Uh, and every bank eventually will, will try to become a tech company. And I think that Sella awesome. is quite, uh, is quite uh, you know, uh, advanced in this reasoning, at least in the Italian ecosystem. That's an awesome point. Awesome, awesome <laughs> point. Very cool. Very interesting. All right, moving on. Uh, DZAP, uh, Design Furniture Marketplace. Uh, now, DZAP has been around for a while. Uh, they manage to, uh, to close a raise of 1.4 million from El Venture, uh, Alicrowd and Club degli Investitori and also Doorway. So they've been like, um, you know, the, I, I've seen these around for a while uh, and they're really like uh, trying to push everything that is the pre-owned and uh, uh, vintage sort of furniture. So it is like a, a marketplace place slash sustainability play and uh, yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. It's a new sensitivity for the consumer, for sure. Like all everything that is vintage is pre-owned. Yeah, well, I agree with you. That's that there's a trend over there. So there is a lot of interest for sure. And the recent uh, other recent startups that have, have been doing quite quite well yeah. uh, are again a, a signal of the, you know the importance, of the relevance of this market. So. Um, this app uh, apparently is doing well, so this is mm -hmm. good news for, for this round. Uh, and, you know, hopefully they will uh, be able to uh, grow internationally as they are planning from mm -hmm. the article. Yeah. 
Fantastic. It's, it's a female-led, so the one of the founders is a, is a woman. So another thing that we need to yeah. um, so somehow rem remind. Remind us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's becoming it's more and more common. It's a big trend. Uh, for like a, hopefully, like a female entrepreneurs are going are gonna to be big probably in the future. So we'll, we'll have someone that is, will take the lead at some point and be sort of the, the reference point in Italy. But uh, yeah, we've seen uh, we've seen many many good examples for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, let's move to your favorites, the uh, um, cybersecurity startup, Random Power. I know, <laughs> since you have a, a weak spot for cybersecurity, I was uh, very interested in seeing what exactly was that uh, uh, Random Power was developing, and essentially is uh, it's something very, very, very specific, which is a true random bit generator, which is used for key generation and uh, therefore increasing the uh, effectiveness on with which we can essentially um, protect data. If, and Nico, you, you know everything better than me. So if you can shed, throw some light on it to the uninitiated in, uh, in cybersecurity. Well, I'll try up to a point. Well, um, uh, Random Power is a startup coming out from the Polytechnic of Milan. Uh, okay. So okay. it's a research team. Mm -hmm. uh, and they identified this uh, approach to use quantum uh, technology to generate true random numbers, mm -hmm. which sounds like something, you know, silly. Okay, why do we need random numbers? But actually, random numbers, ran random numbers are basically at the base of any communication algorithm at, mm -hmm. at the base of a lot of, of programs mm -hmm. uh, where um, generating a, a true random number is not easy. Uh, and in true in, in traditional computing, uh, it's all, we always talk about the pseudo uh, random number generator. And the pseudo part is key. If, if you are able to understand the way the generator works, you are able to uh, identify the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the number sequence that the generator mm -hmm. would, uh, would create. And that's you know, important because if you use random numbers to encrypt communication, for example, mm -hmm. uh, well, you really want true random numbers. So that's the idea behind, the starting idea behind uh, random power and the use of quantum uh, technology mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. uh, generate this type of, uh, of random bits. Super interesting. So it, Super interesting. It, it might make sense yeah. as an add-on to other computing platforms and communication systems. Yeah. And uh, w the um, investor in this situation is Lyft from uh, Stefano Buono, himself a physicist. So it kind of makes sense. He's like really placing bets in, in his own space that he's, he knows probably really well. And uh, Lyft has been also an extremely active player, I believe, in the past year especially. Uh, I think they started in 2019, it's, uh, or maybe it's maybe it's not it's not much. They've been around like not for for too long, and they've been like extremely extremely active. So definitely a great company to to look into. Fantastic. Yep. All right, let's talk about uh, another big player, always in the Piedmontese market, which is Exor. Uh, seed investing in uh, Solidos Lab. So uh, Exorcids uh, participated in a 15 million round um, to invest in Solidos Labs, 
which is a risk management services for crypto exchange and cryptocurrencies in general. Yep, um, I don't have much to add here other than uh, I'm uh, intrigued by the way Exorcist is deploying capital now. So it's spanning from things that are actually in scope, let's say so, of the mm -hmm. original uh, Stellantis uh, yeah. market yeah. presence to things that are looks completely unrelated, such as this one. Um, so it would be interesting to know more about the thesis uh, behind this type of investment still. Uh, I can, I get it in, uh, in an absolute way. Uh, so here we're talking about uh, risk management compliant in the crypto space. This is something that's going to be huge as crypto is becoming uh, a part of uh, standard portfolio management for, yeah. for, for investors. Yeah. So it makes absolute sense. Yeah, it feels like they're taking sort of an indirect route to crypto. So instead of uh, getting uh, currencies and, and tokens, they're like uh, looking into the infrastructure. So that's another way that we've seen, um, you know, using for, from other investors where they essentially take uh, a, a play on the infrastructure of what is happening in the market. So in this case, it's a compliance uh, and on exchanges. So that's uh, that's definitely part of the, the uh, a substantial part of the, of the ecosystem infrastructure. Yeah, I agree. So this is this is very, very interesting take, uh, rather different than traditional DeFi or you know tokens or weird stuff yeah. uh, going around. This is yeah. something that will be relevant if crypto becomes relevant for the for the traditional, let's say so, uh, in investment market. Perfect. Very cool. Um, I was also curious about the uh, the IPO filing for Genenta. Genenta has been uh, is a company that is developing a therapy for against cancer, and they've been around quite a while, I believe. And they filed for they actually started the process of filing for for Nasdaq. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean we've seen a few companies, a few Italian companies, uh, going public in the past years. And uh, in terms of the, um, you know, health science, that's probably one of uh, a, a, a good mentionable uh, example. Oh, yeah, but I, of course, that's not my vertical, so I don't know much about what they're doing. But uh, one of the interesting things from the uh, announcement was that this would be the first Italian biotech company on the Nasdaq, listed on the Nasdaq. Wow, interesting. Uh, yeah, record setting. Uh, and there are from other news uh, articles, uh, mm -hmm. it seems that they're trying to raise, or they're going to raise around $35 million. Um, so we have an idea of how they decide. How big, the how big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very I don't know how much they are going to, to float. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me jump to a quick uh, run through uh, as uh, we're um, exhausting our time. Cassini, uh, <laughs> a, a very interesting play from the European Commission launching <clears throat> a 1 billion investment program. So huge, uh, huge amount of money for uh, the new space economy that is developing and the European Commission is not falling behind. So Cassini, it's kind of, uh, I don't know how, uh, marketed was the initiative looks like it's been it just uh, it just starting so you kind of caught this uh, this this initiative as as it was uh, you know 
you know, they are like starting. So that's definitely something, something worth noticing. Uh, well, uh, as you said, this is, uh, this is good. I, I, I like the European Commission in particular, uh, investing on defining technologies for the next decade. And of course, space is one of those that we know. Yeah. <laughs> we, launch, we launch a space tech fund. Uh, so having 1 billion of resources deployed in particular to startups, to business creation, not to basic research or to advanced research. That's yeah. it. 1 billion to entrepreneurs. Uh, yeah. That's very good news. Uh, and the program will be built mm -hmm. around uh, seed and growth funding facilities mm -hmm. and everything that goes around those. So, I'm looking forward to, to knowing more about what they are going to do, but because the, 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 as you said, the website is still quite empty. It only yeah. talks about hackathons and mentoring, but yeah. uh, the, the, the real meat, the real juice will come later as they exactly. decide how to deploy uh, capital and uh, where to invest. So yeah, I mean, the accelerator the also, the, the space accelerator from Cassini, that's definitely going to be, you know, uh, worth of notice given that a lot of space accelerator are, have been developed and they're coming out especially th this year so yeah let's keep an eye on this one for sure all yeah. right I, I i was i was about to write okay. european commission launched cassini again but, ah, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah because it was a uh, yeah it was a satellite no like, a, like an explorer. Yes. that's a good explorer. point Sounded it sounded it was, a, it was a probe, a probe going yeah. nowhere, but yeah, 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 it probably burned somewhere in space. I don't, we don't know. <laughs> awesome, all right. Um, one other interesting initiative is a copycat venture builder from Jellyfy. So, Jellyfy has been working with corporations in trying to help them to uh, expand their corporate venture programs, uh, both. Uh, uh, building startups, co-investing, and having different models. Another one they're testing out is the the sort the so-called copycat, which is essentially grabbing technologies that have been validated in other countries and trying to uh, implement them in Italy uh, and see whether they fly or not. Uh, this is going to be interesting because a lot of people I've, I've I've met have tried this kind of model, like a copycat kind of version. Uh, I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's easy because. Uh, whenever a company I believe starts it's really like the product of the their own environment to some extent so we'll see we'll see it's a very challenging proposition for sure mm -mm -mm. yep I agree with you uh, they probably one of the defining parts of Jellyface that they have uh, the capa the technical and business capabilities to make quick experiments so mm -hmm. to go fast develop get in touch with customers because yep. of the way Jellyfy works. They, yep. It's not just an investor, it's a consulting firm that works a lot with B2B customers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they have probably some advantages with respect to someone starting from scratch with this yep. type of uh, business. Uh, but as, as you are, I'm curious as well about the, the first uh, the first tests and the first start that we, starts that, that we come out from. From this program they look like they've they're gonna focus on uh, uh sas b2b SaaS. b2b yeah. yeah so that's that's already like uh, good news for them because then uh, it's more definitive strategy and uh, definitely more powerful than just a broad uh, copycat uh, um, uh, sort of company so yeah maybe they're uh, they're doing something which is has a good chance of work for sure very interesting 
All right, going forward, uh, one of the few uh, publicly listed company investing in startup for AIM, for AIM, yeah, that's the name. And uh, essentially, I was, um, I, the first time I saw it is when I was researching uh, public markets and how exactly uh, holding companies, listed holding companies are investing in startup. And uh, yeah, this is, a, this is also like a, a good initiative when it comes to um, supporting small companies and crowdfunded companies. So they have a very specific angle here. So <clears throat> their investment strategy is made by two comparti, which is two kind of investment theses, if, uh, if, if you will. One is to the traditional industry, small and medium enterprise. And the other one is basically uh, co-investing with companies that have or are doing crowdfunding in some form or another. So it's startups, but also uh, small to medium enterprises. That's, a, that's an interesting take. Yeah, that's, that, I agree with you. I mean, uh, for AIM started out to set from the first compartment, investing yeah. in listed small and micro enterprises, basically. So on the, uh, now it's called uh, the Euronext yes. growth uh, yes. market. Um, and now the second compartment is investing in uh, private companies that are doing crowdfunding campaigns. So it's a move <coughs> up market, up market in a sense. So it, in the in the previous phase of the market. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's interesting. It, it, it says something about the similarities between crowdfunded comp a crowdfunded company and the, and the listed company on a minor market such as the, yep. the, old, the, the former AIM. Yeah, yeah. And the second interesting bit here is that in this specific news that hit me is that the fund is investing the crowdfunding campaign of a fund. Exactly. So it's a fund investing on a fund on crowdfunding. So the, the Redfish long-term capital is basically active right now on Upstart. I think they did a few rounds. So if you go on Upstart, you can really see some of the different uh, moments that they that they uh, try to put together. Uh, this is the first closing, I believe, the one uh, that I'm showing on uh, here on on, um, on the screen. And uh, yeah, so the company uh, for AIM is investing in a fund, in a, in a in a basically crowdsourced fund. That's what it is, right? It's a crowdfunded fund. Uh, crowdfunded <laughs> fund, exactly. Well, they uh, I don't want to say something uh, wrong, but uh, long term, uh, long term capital Redfish uh, invests in very specific type of, of companies. So it's a uh, again, it is a matter of uh, we probably discussed this here, and for sure I discussed it on the newsletter. It's a term of access. Mm -hmm. So investing in someone who's, play, who's placing a product that gives you access to something yeah. that otherwise would be out of your reach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it's, but again, <laughs> this is quite meta and quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very meta. Is uh, I don't know if the crowd crowdfunding would be a good way to to raise funds, especially for uh, you know for professional investors in tech. Uh, it's definitely something to explore when, also when uh, you know the, the the big ico were happening some people try to do that so using tools essentially to raise capital in some form or another um not conventional for sure definitely not conventional so 
interesting. Uh, I didn't know too much about Opstars, to be on to be honest with you. I think uh, just quickly, this is like a, a crowd, an equity crowdfunding site, mostly for um, more like less tech companies. Looks like so. You, I have uh, giant bamboo companies. I have electric mobility, uh, cos like cosmetic company. So it's uh, there's a lot of variety here. Yeah, and I, it's quite amusing the, the the numbers that I'm seeing on the platform. So I mean, the, the minimum investment was like three thousand euros, and the capital raise was like one point yeah. six million, like fifty five thousand percent more than the minimum Indeed. investment. Yeah, interesting yeah. way to approach exactly. But still, yes, I agree with you. That's not so much about technology rather than about a, a broader scope, a broader access yeah, to yeah, other yeah. types. So maybe that's what it is, because uh, there is also other initiative like an uh, investment management company raising money through this platform. And maybe that's an access play, as you say, just getting access to a certain, mm. uh, a certain possibilities of investments. Interesting. All right. Excellent. I would end uh, in uh, talking about uh, what is happening in Rome with the airports. So the uh, Rome airports, the, the company which is managing um, the, the airport of Rome is essentially launching uh, a POC with Adventure Group uh, to essentially rethink, um, I believe, uh, airports. That's what it is, right? Well, so it seems. So it's an incubation an incubation program hosted in an in airport, in the airport, uh, to aim at startups that actually have something to do with uh, an airport. So a way an airport work or the services in the airport and stuff like that, uh, from what I, I, I understand from, from the news. And yeah. again, it's extremely vertical, extremely yeah. specific. Like the vertical are passenger experience and sustainability. Extremely, extremely narrow, but uh, definitely valuable. Definitely valuable. With the new reactivation of traveling, uh, mm. that's a good moment for people to expect something different and even to offer something different. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's a good moment for sure. No, I agree. And if you think about it, airports are well, probably not so many, but they mm -hmm. see mid. Ha, ha hundreds of thousands of people work for an airport every yep. year. So that's probably something that can be, you know, at least uh, from, a, from a point of view of a startup, it can be something there to, yeah. to get your hands on in terms of market, in terms of customers, in terms of users and so on. Exactly. Very cool. All right. I think our time's up. Uh, thank you, Nico, for the great uh, run through the, the latest news. Uh, again, for the listener, this is the Weekend Italian Startup. We're live on YouTube and we are available uh, also from today on Twitter Spaces on Monday night. And you can also catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. Nico, thank you so much. Uh, thank everybody that joined and I'll see you next week. Thank you very much, Jack. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.